Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Empowering Family Caregivers show on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Susan Bida. I'm the co-founder of eCareDiary.com and your host for today's show. Today we are focusing on what to do when your parent moves in. And I am so pleased to introduce our very distinguished guest, David Horgan, who is the co-author of the book called When Your Parent Moves In. He is an award-winning medical educator, a filmmaker, and director, and he has been interviewed on this subject by USA Today and ABC News. Uh, David has also been repeatedly interviewed by NPR and ABC, NBC, all the major national news channels and uh, national news publications. We're very excited to have you on our show today, David. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, it's a pleasure to be here, and good afternoon. We have so much to learn from you, and uh, just want to start out by diving in and, and ask you uh, what made you decide to write this book. I imagine personal experience. Yeah, I think it was probably about seven or eight years ago that my wife at the time came to me and said, I don't think my mom can live on her own anymore. What would you think about her moving in with us? We could have her stay in her room in the beginning. We could build an in-law onto the house, and that way you know, she would have her own place and, and we would have ours. And I'll tell you that this is a decision that we made very quickly. You know, we charged into it. We didn't plan anything out. And because of that, we had some really bumpy times in the beginning. And um, I was thinking at the time, you know, there must be some kind of a book or a guide that helps you get through this process. And through searching Amazon and the Internet, I couldn't find anything. So mm-hmm. I called up uh, an author friend of mine, Sheila Block, and I said, listen, there really needs to be a book about this subject. I'm going through some really difficult times. I think other people will probably make the mistake of doing it the way that I did, jumping in, not planning it out. And I said, I, I really think that we need to get something together on this, and that, that's how When Your Parent Moves In was uh, created as a practical guide for adult children. Well, I have to tell you, uh, I think no one is uh, more happy than than I am to actually be interviewing you about this topic because um, in a few months uh, we are actually going to be, my mother is moving in with us or we're moving in together, uh, however you want (laughs) to call that, but uh, we are are about to engage in this. So I I have so many questions for you, and uh, I want to ask you, so... Just cutting right to the chase because we know that that transition cannot be easy. So what are some of the difficulties that you experienced uh, having your mother-in-law move in? Well, and I'll tell you something that you're probably going to go through. What you have in your head, how this is going to play out when she lives in the same house as you and and what Mm -hmm. your husband may be thinking is probably very different than the reality. What I thought was going to happen is that my mother-in-law would be in an in-law apartment and she'd you know, have her own place and her own space. 
we'd have ours, and occasionally our paths would cross. However, the first night that I came home when she was living here, she was in the living room, you know, now kind of a part of the general population of the family. And mm-hmm. uh, she had two giant cats that were running around that, I'll tell you, I forgot she had them when we made the decision. I forgot that there was going to be that addition to our house as well. turned out my kids were allergic to the cats, and that made things difficult. But um, it was really a situation where, in her mind, she thought that she would be just this normal part of our family in everyday living. And that's not what I had thought, and it's not even what, you know, uh, my spouse had thought because everybody really figured they were just going to be in their own separate uh, vicinities. And it puts a lot of stress because, you know, there's that feeling when you just want to relax and you might not feel that relaxed with that other person in the room all the time watching TV. Um, You know, there's just a lot of things that you have to consider. And what I found and what I talked to Shira Block about is that we really need to establish boundaries right up front what are we expecting from each other? You know, are we going to have dinner together every single night? Are you going to participate in the raising of our children? You know, because if mom or dad are living with you and your child goes into time out, you know, if grandma comes over with a cookie and tries to console the child, it completely dismantles your parenting plan. And then there can be tension between you. So there's, there's just so much that needs to be mapped out. You know, it's these conversations that you have to have up front because if you don't have them up front, they can be difficult, you know, if they have in terms of having dinner together and how we coexist in each other's spaces. Um, what normally happens is things escalate and eventually someone blows, you know, which is not a good thing and says, you know, why the heck are you interfering in the way I'm raising the kids? And then, and then you have this, this terrible situation where mom or dad go off into their in-law and they close themselves off in there for two days and you feel absolutely horrible and you just you can cut the tension with a knife, you know. Oh my gosh, you're 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 saying all the things that I've been thinking, uh, but yeah. haven't been addressing uh, actually yet. So um, this is good that we're talking. <laughs> and yeah, well, let me. Can I just step back, uh, rewind a little bit, and um, ask sure. you? So you you and your wife made this decision um, to I guess have your mother-in-law move in. And she had her own area, but what what was the I guess uh, what were what were some of the I guess issues or physical issues that that made you realize that she needed to no longer live on her own? Well, she was a heavy smoker, mm-hmm. and uh, it created she had COPD, and uh, mm-hmm. created a situation where she really needed to be you had to keep an eye on her because at certain times she wouldn't be able to breathe very well. And we had times when, you know, we'd have that, the phone sitting next to the bed in case in the middle of the night she had an attack. We'd have to call an ambulance, oh you know. So that was, that was difficult stuff. And, you know, and this is, these are real human lives, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. when Grandma goes to the hospital because she can't breathe and then comes mm-hmm. back and she's out on the porch smoking, everybody gets a little aggravated. Yeah. You know, yeah. because that's the reality. It's a hard habit to break, you know, I mean, just. It's a hard habit to break. It's a health situation. People feel like, geez, you just went into the hospital. I can't believe you're still smoking. Again, this is the kind of stuff that in daily living can get everybody fired up. People can start yelling at each other and saying, why are you doing this? And, you know, but one thing that's important, I don't don't want this to be a a completely negative thing. Even though we had difficulty, which is why the book was written, 
um, there's a ton of good things. If you plan this out properly, mm-hmm. there's a ton of good things in terms of grandparents with grandchildren. I mean, she got to see these kids grow up in a way she never would have if she didn't live with us. And did you all live far away from one another, like a long distance, or were you relatively close by before? We we were about an hour away. And, um, oh, wow. So we would, you know, only kind of visit Grandma on holidays and, and special occasions. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And um, and your children, uh, when uh, around the time that she moved in, how how old were they about? I think they ranged in age from six. Up to thirteen, wow. and those are those years. You got the combination of you know because we did have situations where you know putting Corey into timeout, and then Grandma coming over with a cookie, and it's kind of like, oh, <laughs> this is not this is not good. You know what I mean? Are <laughs> you sitting around the table, right? And one of the teenagers snuck out the window last night, so you're gonna have a discussion about it, and maybe that's a discussion that you and your husband, you know, you, you just want to have with the kids. You don't necessarily yeah. want everybody at dinner and, and your, you know, your father-in-law or your mother-in-law or someone sitting at the table. Of course they're going to interject, and that may not sure. be, you know, what, the way you want things to go, which is why if you, well, a lot of people can't, you know, spell it out up front. These are hard conversations to have. So I tell mm-hmm. people, get two copies of When Your Parent Moves In. Give one to your parent. You read one, and that way it kind of acts like a sex guide you know how you don't want, you, you know, in these conversations with your kids, you say, read this book. You know, it's got all the information that I don't really want to talk about. Just read this. I really suggest that. Yeah, you get a copy. Oh, that's of the great advice. I think, yeah. yeah. Well, let, let me ask you, first of all, where can people find your book? Uh, you can buy When Your Parent Moves In on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Okay. It's a Nook. It's available as a, an e-book. It's, if you type When Your Parent Moves In, you know, into Google, you'll find tons of stuff out there. Great. So it's uh, it's definitely on Amazon. So and uh, and yep. and all the major bookstores. Great. Well, okay. let me ask you, I guess Adam. then. And of course, your your name is David Horgan for the for the audience. Uh, in, in the event you're interested in uh, checking out his book, uh, it's David Horgan. When your parent moves in. Um, now let's let's get back to. Um, I guess what would what would you suggest uh, doing? I guess uh, so. You're you're recommending that we do more planning. Um, and uh, what did you I, I what did you do? I know that you did you made quick decisions. Uh, to, this was a relatively quick decision for you to have your mother-in-law move in. But what did you do in particular to ensure that that would be a smoother transition? Well, I mean, I, I think that was the difficulty, that we didn't plan out anything. We we really mm-hmm. made it up as we went along thinking, you know, uh, I don't know, somehow it'll it'll be fine. And, you know, the problem is you've got mom and dad raising little kids, so you're off to soccer practice and, you know, finding that uh, mom or dad are, are sitting home alone, you know, which is, you know, one mm-hmm. of the reasons they're moving in is they think, well, I'll have some company and someone to spend time yeah. with. And then if you've got an active schedule, you know, and they find themselves all, all alone or vacations, that's definitely something to discuss. We would go yeah. away pretty much every weekend to our place in the Cape, and that was not easy, you know, especially when Grandma was having health issues, you know. Yeah. You have to talk to other family members and say, who's going to be around just in case, you know, what if she starts coughing or has a situation? So there's, right. there's definitely a lot to consider, you know, in, in terms of look at your life, 
how you live your, your, your daily life with vacations, with outings, with activities, and make sure that you're anticipating all, you know, how those things are going to work together. Wow. It's so it's so true. Um, wow, I'm not. I mean, I'm. I can't tell you how how much I'm benefiting from this conversation. And uh, you know, you're certainly uh, putting uh, out there all the things that I've had in my mind, but have put in the back burner. And I think uh, your message here is to really start anticipating these things as much as you can, and discussing right. them and, and planning. Now, um, you were talking earlier about the positives because obviously it's it's difficult to have, you know, um, your parents move in and they've had their own lives for all this time and you have had your own life with your spouse and your children. Um, so we, we know that obviously there are challenges there, but you were talking earlier about the positives of living together and, and can you highlight what are some of the uh, great things sure. about living all together? Sure. Well, the, the re- relationship of a, a grandparent with a grandchild is really, you know, a magical relationship. And there's there's going to be more of that, and uh, the grandparent gets to see more of the grandchild and vice versa. Um, I'll tell you a little story that when I finally started understanding, you know, I went through a period of what, what I had given up for this situation, and I, one day I finally started thinking about what had my mother-in-law given up for the situation. You know, she used to love um, all kinds of gardening and, and decorating in her yard. That was really her specialty, and she could make a yard look just so quaint and beautiful. And uh, what I decided to do is um, I go upstairs to my computer, and I typed out this kind of official deed to the backyard. And I framed it, and I presented it to her and said, you now own the backyard. You know, do with it what you want. And you know, it was really this kind of magical connection moment between us. You know, she was like, oh, wow, he really does kind of understand what I'm going through too. Plus it gave her the, the yeah. opportunity to feel she had more space available for her to live her life. And she did start decorating the backyard. And I think the gesture was a good, um, uh, it was a good opportunity for us to become real friends. And that's what I'll tell you is going to be the most important thing for you and for your husband. This can't be a superficial relationship. Hi, how you know, especially with the mother-in-law. How are you? How's the weather? If you're going to live together, yeah. you've got to spend time, have coffee together, get rid of the, the role reversal concerns. You know, you were the head of the household. Now I'm the head of the household. You want to become just genuine friends who can really talk to each other, who can say what's on their mind. You know, get rid of, like I say, this parent, daughter, mother-in-law, son-in-law mentality. And have conversations, you know, on a weekly basis where you really communicate, you know. And that's what ended up, we finally got there. I got to a point where I would go and I'd have coffee. I'd sit with my mother-in-law and we would talk about life uh, as as two contemporaries. And that's what eventually made it work. It was just, you know, it was too bad that we had to go through all these bumpy times getting there, you know, getting to the, that dynamic where we stopped being superficial and started being real. Right, and and I bet um, that that uh, relationship of yours with her, uh, you know, you and and her together probably would not have been as, uh, or your conversations probably would not have uh, those type of conversations probably would not have happened had you probably not lived together, right? I imagine that that really brought you both yeah. closer. No, it's absolutely true. You you find a new friend. 
It's how you have to look at it. That that past relationship, you know, that structure of the mother, father, mother-in-law, son-in-law, daughter-in-law, you know, you really have to get past that because that's kind of a structure that works for visits and holidays and, and things like that. But when you're living with each other, you know, everybody's just got to get on that even keel and be able to say, uh, we're having dinner tonight, with the, you know, the kids, and we're going to be talking about homework and stuff. So, you know, um, we're just going to well, I love do that. that. I love that way that you're – I love that way of looking at it as um, making a new friend. I think that's just such a touching way um, of looking at it. And uh, I'm thinking about this for my husband because I think they have – uh, you know, a nice relationship, but I, I, I agree it's it's a little um it's a little superficial right now and I think as we start living together it's definitely going to change and I think if we look at it this way from a friendship perspective I think that yes. could certainly um turn things around. Um so let, let's talk about some other things because I imagine there there's just a whole scope of things we could talk about and living living together with a whole, you know, um I mean, you're essentially bringing someone in who has their own past and ways of, of living themselves. And, and uh, what, what are some of the things that you don't anticipate? Um, well, we came home one day, and uh, the gas stove was on, and Grandma oh was asleep on the couch, Yeah, and the kids were playing, and uh, the stuff that she was heating up had long since burned away. And, you know, this was just part of, you know, getting older. And, you know, you have to realize that your parent is slowly declining in that sense. And, you know, I yeah. call it expect the unexpected. And the reason right. you want to expect the unexpected is you could come home and just blow up. You know, what the, What are you doing? Oh, my gosh. And do all kinds of things because you know, you're worried about the kids and you could have blown up the whole house. But, you know, once that toothpaste is out of the tube, you can't put it back in. If you create bad mm-hmm. feelings because you react to a situation you didn't expect, living together can be a really, really difficult thing, you know. So it's really you want to, to go into this knowing that things are going to happen that you might not have expected or anticipated and take a breath, you know. Don't, yeah. don't blow up about things. Be able to, to, to you know, step back for a second so that you can have discussions about everything and say, you know, in our case, uh, we got to the point she had a, a gas stove in her place. We had to remove mm-hmm. it. You know, we had to remove it and put in an electric stove. And, look, I had a conversation with her. I said, I am not trying to, to be uh, heavy-handed here. You know, I have to think about the kids. And she said, I understand. She goes, you know, it's hard for me. I like cooking with gas. And for someone to take it away, you know, it's like you're saying you can't be trusted. You know, so you got to give a lot of support. But... There are decisions like that that end up, you know, that you just have to make. Um, I don't know if your mom drives, you know, yes. over time you get to that point where, you know, I, they can't drive anymore and you have to deal with that, you know. And a dear right. friend of mine, Joy Laverde, who wrote the uh, uh, best-selling uh, Complete Elder Care Planner, she says that you can yes. sit down and have conversations, you know, where you would talk to mom and say, I've noticed as I've gotten older, you know, my eyes aren't as good for driving at night. And, you know, is that the case with you? Having a conversation like that is much better than just coming down and saying, listen, I don't think you can see very well. I'm taking away your keys. You know, because you want right. to give a person their, their dignity. You know, that way, sure. you know, if you have a conversation where they kind of bring it up, say, actually, I am starting to come to terms 
with the fact that you know driving is getting to be a challenge. That way, you're making decisions together. It's not one person dictating to the other. Right. So, um, wow. I mean, those are those are sensitive, very sensitive conversations to have. And um, thank you for sharing that. Because as as, uh, <laughs> as we just uh, purchased a guest for my mom's side of the house, um, <laughs> uh, you know. She's, you know, for now she she's she hasn't had issues like that, but I I imagine it could happen. So, yeah. oh my goodness, um, a lot to yeah, think about. Yeah, get those knobs. And, there are big knobs you can put on that have to be mm-hmm. squeezed in order to turn the gas on. And you know, put them mm-hmm. on from the get go. You know, you got to think about child protection. I don't know how young your children are. Um, but everybody has yeah. to think about that because sometimes uh, you yeah. know we have in the book when your parent moves in we talk about the, the uh, parents don't necessarily have childproof caps because it's yeah. difficult for them. So it's a matter of making sure you know where you're storing medications. Uh, a big thing yeah. to think about is food. You know I don't know what kind of food you know mom or dad eat and you know you eat, but if there's a supply of Twinkies and goodies like that, you know the kids. <laughs> In our case, they would find their way into that in-law apartment, and I'd come home, you know, <laughs> you're making dinner, right? And they weren't hungry. They had been eating all these little Debbie things that Grandma would have this giant supply, you know? <laughs> and it, it sounds like a scary uh, thing, right, that you're going to have a big argument yeah. about that. But we did. We did have a big argument. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't yeah. have so much of this stuff and let the kids just come in there and take it whenever they want, you know, because it's kind of dismantling yeah. our dietary plan over here. You uh, know? It, so it's a big problem now, and she's not even living with us. But she, you know, yeah. this is how she expresses her love through sweets. Yes, you know, of course. So, uh, <laughs> which is fine. You just so, talk about okay, it a well, little bit and say, you know. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this because um, I keep getting this advice from people, which is you need to have to start having conversations about boundaries with, you know, with your mom before she moves in and. And so, you know, my mom is, um, you know, a very traditional parent. You know, she's she's never been my friend. She's never been an equal. She's always been, you know, this authority figure, my mother, you know. Right. So how yep. do you have a conversation about boundaries with a parent? I mean, you know, all parents are different, but she's not, she's very traditional in that sense. So yeah, I'm how do you start that conversation? Yes. I'm going to save you here, Okay. You're going to say I was interviewing this author, David Horgan, who wrote this book with Sheer Block called When Your Parent Moves In. And what he says is we should talk about boundaries. And he says that it's really important that we discuss everything, what we're expecting from each other. And that way you make me the guy who's introducing all this information. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like a great plan. Well, and that way you Put can really you. bring this stuff up. And it's not like you are this yeah. control freak coming in and saying, now, nah, listen, here's how things are going to go. You're deferring to this unbiased third party that has been helping families all over the country to understand this dynamic and, and try to have things go smoothly. You need to know, and you can, you can tell her, things did not go well for me. I mean, it was, it, yeah. at times, it was really, really bad. And we wrote this so that other people would not have to go through the difficulty that we had on both sides. All these things that really could have been dissolved you know, early on. Instead of getting to them in arguments, we could have just faced it up front, you know, and that way had a, a much more harmonious living situation in the, in the first couple of years. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to touch on something that's also very sensitive, and that is um, the financial aspects of living together. And I imagine the dynamics for every family is very different. But uh, right. uh, what, what, what would you say, from your experience, um, were some of the financial aspects? Well, we have a whole section, you know, about becoming the, the family CFO. Um, in a lot of cases, it only makes sense that you take care of, you know, your parents' finances when they move in. Uh, it depends. They may they may still be able to, to do a lot of things themselves, but at some point you want that power of attorney. You know, they may be making plans to move assets into family members' names or, you know, having something together so that, Again, you don't have these these things that come up later and nobody knew, geez, I didn't know you were putting money there or that she was in trouble or something like that. Um, right. It really does make a lot of sense. What we did is is immediately we found one of those attorneys, those elder care attorneys that can help you make okay. a plan. And that's for mm-hmm. protecting investments. That's for moving money. You know, because sometimes uh, a parent has things they want their, their kids to have and you can you can have situations, you know, if someone goes into the hospital and then finds themselves in long-term care, and if if mom or dad have assets, that gets wiped out immediately. You know, you have to be impoverished before Medicare or Medicaid rather can can kick in. So it really makes a lot of sense to sit down with elder care attorneys and say, you know, we'd like to you know kind of get a plan together so we know everything, you know, will is together and power of attorneys together and um, and you know. How are we going to manage the finances as they come in? Because she may or he may need some help. Exactly. Well, um, well, thank you, David. I, I think I could speak with you uh, for hours about this topic, but I think what I will do is, uh, and, and I have a copy of your book, so I'm going to get a second copy and share that with my mom and, and we're, uh, you know, encourage her to read and, uh, and then talk about it afterwards because I think uh, I definitely need to do that. Um, as we're months away from moving in together. And uh, having you on the show today has been so helpful, and I'm sure so many families out there, our audience of family caregivers are are either anticipating this moment or um, about to move, you know, walk into this this, uh, decision. So um, thank you for joining us and and talking to us about and sharing your tips and, um, and things to think about. This is so important. Um, again, uh, it's David Horgan, and he is the co-author of When Your Parent Moves In, and you can find that on uh, Amazon.com or any major bookstore. Uh, David, is there a website that you'd like to refer our audience to? Uh, they can find us on Facebook. Okay. So if you go to Facebook and type in When Your Parent Moves In, you'll find some free advice there as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate your joining us. And please keep us, in t- you know, keep in touch with us and let us know what you're up to. We'd love to have you back. Absolutely. And uh, I will probably be in touch with you, and uh, I'll probably have a question or two for you once I'm in my situation. So thank yeah, you again for, for joining. <laughs> Okay, well, um, I want to thank our audience uh, for tuning in. And uh, please join us next Tuesday, April 8th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our next Empowering Family Caregiver show with Trin Rose Seeley. She is a photographer and musician, and she'll be discussing her projects and offerings for elders with Alzheimer's disease. 
Uh, thank you again. Uh, if you want to learn more about eCare Diary and our upcoming shows, visit eCareDiary.com and visit the content section and you'll see that we have articles, expert Q&A, radio shows, webinars, uh, all for you to view while you're on the site. Thank you. And you can find us on all social media outlets, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Thank you again. And thank you, David Horgan. Take care. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.